This is Barbara Gregorich, writer, reader, blogger, teacher, and today I'll be reading a chapter from my novel, Guide to Writing the Mystery Novel, Lots of Examples Plus Dead Bodies. This is chapter five, entitled Minor Characters. Five Minor Characters. Novels contain minor characters as well as major ones, and while it's not necessary for a writer to know as much about the minor characters as about the major ones, it is still necessary to know something about them. Mainly, it's necessary to know their function in the plot. To name or not to name. There are two levels of minor characters. The first kind play a role in the book. They speak, they act, they interact with the protagonist. Because they speak, act, and interact, a writer will think about these minor characters and develop them to a certain degree. The second kind of minor characters are those who have one short function in the novel and aren't heard from again. Or, if they're heard from again, it's merely in the same capacity or function as they first appeared. You might consider these to be minor, minor characters. In Dirty Proof, the doorman of the building Suzanne lives in falls into that category, as do several of Suzanne's fellow typesetters. In Sound Proof, I usually have Frank refer to the sheriff's deputy as the deputy rather than by name. The job description is easy for readers to remember, especially in a novel that contains many characters. Whether or not to name minor characters is a difficulty all writers face. Obviously, the minor characters who speak, act, and interact with the hero need names. But what about the minor, minor ones, such as the doorman or the deputy? The rule of thumb I try to follow in writing a mystery is, what would my protagonist observe and need to know? How would he behave? If my hero were a cop investigating a case, I think he would take down the name of practically every character he encountered. Although, in order to not burden the reader with unnecessary details, this could be written as, quote, I wrote her name in my notebook, unquote. If the point of view is third person, Crank wrote the doorman's name in his notebook right under the name of the concierge. But if later this doorman were to play a role in the book, perhaps because his last name turned out to be the same as the last name of the murder victim's brother-in-law or something like that, then the writer needs to give the name as the protagonist writes it down, else the writer wouldn't be playing fair with the reader. If your hero is an amateur detective, whether or not she notes or writes down or remembers the name of the doorman or the concierge all depends on how observant she is, how conscious she is of gathering evidence, whether or not she intends to question this person, and a whole host of other things. An amateur detective doesn't have the status, authority, or training of a member of the police force, nor that of a private investigator who has had training. In some ways, you have more freedom to allow your protagonist to slip up when you're writing about an amateur detective, or to be way nosier than even a private detective might be. How you write about your minor characters depends on who is telling the story. 
point of view will be discussed in a later chapter and what kind of detective she is. If you stay true to what your hero would say and do and observe, you will name or not name your minor characters appropriately. <clears throat> function of each character. Minor characters serve a function in the novel. They might be used to move the plot forward by providing information, for example, or by taking actions that clarify things, or by saying something relevant, perhaps without knowing that they have done so. They can also be used to complicate the plot, throwing a monkey wrench into things, perhaps sending the chase off in a different direction. Further, they can be used to shed light on other characters, either by being similar or by being very different. Minor characters can also be used to elucidate and enhance the setting. As you create minor characters, you will find yourself giving some of them names and even occupations. Perhaps you know the physical description of some of them, but not all of them. Let your instincts guide you in this respect as they guided me. Here are a few of the minor characters in Soundproof with notes I made before I began writing the novel. Under music camp personnel, there is Nola Grayson. She is Mary's attorney and the conference go-to person. Her function is to reflect light on Shelby Stubbs, to reveal what could be a motive for murder, and she works as a contrast to Mary. Among the teachers at the music event are Kofi Quay, an African drummer. His function, I saw that to be an outsider to American culture, and as such, he comments on that culture. And he quietly teaches others, including protagonist Frank Dragovich, the power of music. Among students, I had Cindy Rufo, a mountain dulcimer player. Her function was to add to the setting of her back by her background and behavior. Amongst the vendors at the conference was, was Kim Oberfeld. She sells fiddles, auto harps, and guitars. Her function was to add to the setting and to add to the plot advancement by giving Frank information. Because these minor characters speak act and interact with Frank Dragovich during the course of Soundproof, I had to flesh them out. I needed to know some of their externals and internals, personality and character. <clears throat> Here are my notes on Cindy Rufo. <clears throat> Cindy Rufo, mountain dulcimer player, has a family, husband and seven children from Missouri, drives an old van she lives out at out of during the festival, makes her own clothing, religious, believes in the devil. She saves her money, of which there is very little, in order to come to Midwest Music Madness once a year. She saved her money to buy a beautiful mountain dulcimer by a well-known luthier. This instrument was stolen at Midwest Music Madness. As those notes indicate, I created minor character Cindy Rufo for several different reasons. I wanted to show that many people who play folk music and attend festivals are poor people. Music is a joy they can create for themselves and in company with others. This aspect of Cindy contributes to the setting of Soundproof. 
I also wanted to show how important a musician's instrument is to him or her, whether that person is rich or poor. The instrument has a personality and a life for the musician, and the loss of an instrument, especially through theft, is a physical and emotional blow. The instrument is mourned, sometimes avenged. In the face of murder, that of Shelby Stubbs, some readers may cast aside any concerns about theft, but I wanted Frank's initial job of finding the instrument thief to remain important. The more the reader feels empathy for Cindy, the less the reader will undervalue Frank's search for the instrument thief. Finally, at many of the musical festivals I attended, there was always a small group which played and sang religious songs, sometimes all night long. Cindy helps me show that segment of the folk music tribe. In short, Cindy is not only a developed minor character in Soundproof, she serves certain story and setting purposes. When creating minor characters, ask yourself what purpose each one serves. To complicate the plot? To shine light on a problem? To enrich the setting? In a mystery, it's very easy to create minor characters who serve only the purpose of providing information that the detective needs. Try to make your minor characters serve more functions than that single one. Combining characters. In creating minor characters and major ones too, you might, in the planning stages of your novel, end up creating too many. Not too many for the pages of the novel to handle. Novels come in all sizes but too many for readers to handle. When you give your novel over for critique, listen to whether people are confused by certain characters. Usually the reader will say something like, I couldn't keep A and B straight, or I couldn't tell U and V apart, or I kept forgetting who Z was. Such remarks could indicate that you need to strengthen the characterization of the characters in question make these novel people come to life. Or such remarks could mean that you have too many characters serving identical functions. <clears throat> After I finished Soundproof, I asked readers to critique it. And one of the most frequent remarks I received was that readers found it difficult to distinguish between various minor characters. Remember, I needed more minor characters than you will probably ever need <clears throat> because I was writing about a festival. Now, it's a fact of life that the characters you as a writer create are real, vivid, and utterly distinct to you, but not necessarily to the reader. I know this because when I'm a reader, I often find myself confused by characters I can't remember or distinguish. So as a writer, I remembered my experience as a reader, and when I rewrote Soundproof, I conflated two major characters into one. I also conflated two minor characters into one, and I totally deleted four other minor characters. Here are my rewrite notes. Gee and Max combine these major characters into one. Jing and Bliss combine these minor characters into one. 
Paul, delete. Destry, delete. Abby, delete. Penna, delete. Six months after I rewrote Soundproof, I honestly had no idea who the deleted characters had been or what function they had served. Zero idea. In retrospect, I didn't need those characters at all. You too, either in your initial writing, moving the story from note card or outline stage to manuscript stage, or in your rewriting, may find the need to combine either major or minor characters. If some instinct tells you to do so, I highly advise doing it. Better to have five minor characters, each of whom the reader finds memorable, than to have 15 whom the reader fails to recognize. My next podcast will be another chapter from Guide to Writing the Mystery Novel, Lots of Examples Plus Dead Bodies.